0: And a lot of the motivation, I imagine, for that, as we welcome you, Danny Frawley, former St Kilda captain, was uh, you had, a, obviously, an interview on on the station about, uh, I guess, your own uh, battles over the journey, and then, obviously, this show uh, spawns uh, in the in the aftermath of, of that, and it was incredibly well-received, and it's great to have it back. New time slot, though, for those who might not be familiar with it.
1: Good evening, Parker. Great to be back. As you said, uh, we had uh, 12 shows, I think, over mm-hmm. the summer period, which was outstanding, and we had a little bit of sabbatical. Um, obviously leading into the football season but it's great to be back here on SEN 1116 9 o'clock every Monday night and we're going to have a theme our theme tonight for all the listeners out there is going to be heart health and uh, we, we've got a very very special guest which we'll introduce later on but you're right in saying um, you know, my, my journey is one of a of spud farmer originally from Ballarat, Bungaree um, very stoic, spud farmers very brave, very honest hard workers, big drinkers Big red meat eaters and uh, a lot of my uncles, unfortunately, died of heart attacks um, and there was a few out there that had some some uh, mental issues as well and obviously uh, playing a lot of league footy, coaching, uh, being the coaches association and then probably just uh, didn't read the signs there, Parco, uh, four or five years ago, I was just doing too much, I was on the treadmill of life, never really got to sit down and, and self-assess. And that's one thing we want to do out here and actually get the conversation talking. So um, I was wrapped to do that with Hamish. It uh, was a load off my mind because uh, I was sort of living in a bit of a secret and the mental health issues that I had, I was very embarrassed about, but uh, I'm not embarrassed about them at all. And also uh, my uncles, a lot of them died of heart attacks. So I've got IHD, Inherit Heart Disease. So um, that's a bit of a a thing that i have to live with i've got i'm on um some Crestor, some stanton just to reduce the cholesterol and it's all about healthy living so um and and we're going to do a whole range of topics over the next uh you know six to 12 months i'm pretty excited about the fact that a lot of people already want to get on and, and help um not not only um help themselves in their business but the, the listeners and that's what it's all about because you know a lot of our listeners they're, they're working hard they're doing night shift They haven't got a lot of time to to look after themselves so that's what we want to give them some handy hints that they can just do at work on the way to the car on the way you know in the car at home go 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 for a walk with the dog etc so Pretty excited about it, Parker.
0: And we know that uh, people or, or men also specifically don't like to complain. Sometimes they don't like to put their hand up and say, "This is a problem." If you even if you're sore or you're, you're feeling a little bit funny or you know you might be noticing something that's a little bit off with your health, a lot of guys will put their head down and just say, "I'll soldier through. I'll come out. I'll feel fine in a, in a few days' time." And it's probably alluding to that message. And we, we will have a special guest very shortly. And Dr. Jeff Toogood, cardiologist, uh, spoke about the heart theme and. Not to steal too much of his thunder, but some of the statistics that he was mentioning off air to us before this segment is, is quite sobering. Mm-hmm. The fact that I think it's. Um,
1: You're going to steal his thunder, though, aren't you? I'm
0: going to, with one of them. It's a, that a, is it that a man or a woman dies of a, a heart attack every 12 every minutes? Every 12 minutes in it's Australia. Not great. So it's where our show goes for an hour.
1: So that's five. That's five. It's not great, is it? Yeah. And it's probably one of the hidden statistics, I think, mm-hmm. um, throughout Australia. We do a great job uh, for prostate, breast cancer um stroke and i think heart disease is is our main killer there's no doubt in that whatsoever and probably the other thing parker is to get the conversation started we've got our text machine here uh, mm-hmm. what's the number there
0: zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen they can jump on the phone as well nine four two nine eleven sixteen
1: especially when uh we get dr jeff two got on after the break but the big thing about it I, I live in a house of four girls so and they're very good at talking about their issues <laughs> um, whatever it is and they just get it off the got to get it off their chest straight away but i found myself pretty isolated and football clubs are great they're a great place they're a great place for men to and women now obviously to express themselves but men traditionally are pretty stoic and pretty stubborn and one of the things we want to get out here as well is, once a year for your partner your brother your uncle your father for his birthday give him a a, a medical check. Go mm-hmm. go and book him in to a doctor and get a full on check. And we'll talk about some of the things that Dr. Jeffrey Toogood suggests that, you know, if you want to live a, a, a long life, and we are a, in an ageing sort of environment now, but the heart disease is still our biggest killer, unfortunately.
0: And uh, I know it's slightly off topic in that sense, but speaking about how men will sometimes either not open up or they won't ask questions of others, I think that it's important within football clubs which can be a very blokey environment sometimes to maybe if you see one of your uh, your mates or your teammates who hasn't quite been himself for a while or whatever reason uh to, to ask him how he's going and, and i guess to relate to a, a personal experience about five years ago i got uh, attacked at a train station uh, which was one of I those do, random it, it? Yeah. Uh, random street attacks had a, a heap of uh damage done to my face and, and things like that sort of broken bones and stuff like that and, and getting back into the football club i found that There are obviously some that would ask questions, but there are also a lot of guys who will sometimes use humour in those situations, but it might actually go the wrong way. So, for example, I walked into the club and the first thing that, you know, a teammate comes up to you and has a joke saying, oh, we need to get you to some self-defence lessons. Don't you know how to fight? And stuff like that. And that sort of, in terms of what you need to hear, is not necessarily the first thing that you want to have come in. And, And sometimes I think maybe guys don't know how to talk about certain issues. And that's sort of water off a duck's back, but I could see some people might react to that and go, that's not exactly what needed to be said in this moment.
1: No, you're right. And I think we've just, you know, we live in an environment now where I think we need to be mm. open and transparent a little bit without, as you said, going down that path at all. And that's what the show's all about, uh, Parker, is to try and educate and educate ourselves. Because I know Jack, um, you're filling in with Jack, and he, he used to love getting different experts in because he was struggling with his sleep. Yep. Um, because, you know, you now, now you're doing the show from 7 o'clock till 12. It takes a couple of hours to wind down. And then, by the time you feel like going to sleep, is when most people are getting out of bed. So, the the sleep apnea and uh, the lack of sleep, as we know, that's the number one uh, health issue for for all. Uh, people middle owned men is the lack of sleep
0: and talking to terry wallace who coached richmond immediately after to you so you would have had the same experience that your sleeping hours and your uh, <laughs> your waking hours as coach are, are horrendous and it's, it's also the varying hours too i mean you might work uh, you might have a night game and then you're yep. up at three or you're up at 6 a.m the next day and then you're you're taking forever to unwind so i guess it's about finding that level of balance
1: it was a A scenario where they did a um, a synopsis on high achievers, high—you know—the CEOs, guys with you know on huge money, and they get well rewarded. But they're they're the most stressful people. They said that the guy that owns his little Jim Mowing's business Mm. is stress free, got his car, (laughs) debt free, gets up in the morning, mows his lawns because he's got his twenty jobs he does for the week. Does him in a couple of days, goes and plays golf. <laughs> it it, make, it sounds yeah, good to me. It does, I think, I think yeah. We all think there mm-hmm. sometimes, geez, is it all worth it? You know, just on this treadmill, that's one thing I've been able to achieve through that illness is work out what I want to get out of life. And more importantly, um, if I'm the type of bloke that people ask me to do something, I'll say yes. And, and no should mean no. Yeah. Sometimes you, you know, should I do it? And I used to say yes. And I said, oh, look, not really, but... We'll so, I'll get back to you. I, I always say, oh, just get me on the email. It's a lot easier to say no <laughs> on the email than it does face-to-face. But anyway, looking forward to it, Parker.
0: We'll uh, get to our first break. Uh, Dr. Jeff Tugood, cardiologist, will join us on the other side of this. If you'd like to send through some questions, already got a couple off the SMS, 94291116. If you want to call, you can SMS at zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Just
1: on that, Parker, yep. we have got, as I said, he's one of the leading cardiologists In the world, really, Uh, Dr. Jeffrey Toogood. So, anything about heart health, um, you know, uh, your diet, your fitness, seeing your doctor, now you've got an opportunity to get some pretty, you know, free advice, which normally costs you three or four hundred. That's after Medicare.
0: And for uh, for mine and your sake, we might leave the conversation away from the Saints at, uh, at oh, this point yes. in time. Well, we'll give it a bit of heart <laughs> yeah, disease, mate. That uh, Saturday night. Stress uh, can uh, give it too, mate. Yeah, a couple of memory shots might have uh, still been resonating with a few of us. We'll get to a break at 13 minutes past 9, 11, 16. SCN, it is no man should ever walk alone, thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the home of real brands and real savings.
2: No Man Should Ever Walk Alone with Danny Frawley, the Chemist Warehouse, the home of real brands and real
0: savings. Welcome back to No Man Should Ever Walk Alone on 1116 SCN, Melbourne's home of sport. Darren Parkin here uh, and we're here for Chemist Warehouse, the home of real brands and real savings. Uh, Danny Frawley. As we said, this is the second uh, in instalment of this show. We have twelve episodes uh, in the uh, in the Sunday morning time slot, uh, going back a, uh, a year or so. But uh, Spubbed, uh, as we mentioned, we do have a very special guest for our heart theme tonight.
1: We have Parker, and I must admit, chemist warehouse do a great job. Parker, do you do all, all your shopping there?
0: I do all my shopping. Give at my mother's house. day there, cheap, cheap vitamins very, and protein, well, what and about various the fragrances things like that? for mum and, and, and the fragrances. My yeah.
1: mother-in-law and uh, yeah, I didn't overspend on my mother-in-law, but um, <laughs> yeah, give her a little bit. But anyway, I'm going to introduce um, cardiologist to the stars. Actually, Parker, he's also a Beyond Blue ambassador. We might talk about that later on in the segment. He's also a marathon swimmer. I've swam with him a couple of times down the Brighton barns. He's a, he's done a relay swim across the channel. Ooh. He's done rot Nest. So I'm going to introduce Dr. Jeffrey Too Good. Jeffrey, how are we going? I'm good, mate. How are you? Going well. Now the heart. Have we become too complacent, or do we want to tell the listener out there some of the stats about heart disease? We don't want to be all doom and gloom, but I think we're there's a red there's a red bell you know a red light going
3: on with this one, isn't there? Yeah, it's. Um in Australia, as you mentioned before, cardiovascular disease, which is heart and disease of the uh, arteries to the brain, kills about one Australia kills one Australian every twelve minutes. So five people during this show. It's the major cause of death in Australia. Uh, so it out it outranks all the other deaths, even though it's dropping slightly. You know, the incidence is dropping because
1: we're well a lot more educated. Obviously, we are. I've
3: got. I, I, HD, I
1: said that before the outbreak, inherent heart disease. My father had a heart attack at the same age, had a triple bypass and then lived for another 25 years. Most of my uncles died before six, 60, but I always thought it, I put it down to that they were drinking too much and obviously living on a dairy, red meat, the cream off the, you know, the milk, yep. and obviously that had a bit to do with it, but obviously um, I went and got a check. For anyone out there, I got a coronary CAT scan, and that showed a, a slight thickening of one of the arteries, at a 30% blockage. So I've been on cholesterol tablets ever since. And, you know, your weight, if you've got inherent heart disease, what I've found, your weight can fluctuate, but it doesn't get out of the artery; It stays there. So it's a bit of an issue for me long term and short term. And for, for men out there, there's some simple solutions, isn't there?
3: Well, yeah, there is. Um, I've got some stats that I can read. And most of it. Parco like, loves the stats. Yeah, I, I do, do love my do stats. I like stats, but I'll give you some stats. But it's not kind of, what you can do is not rocket science, science as Danny and I talked about. Between people are 18 and 40, 44, about 10% will have high blood pressure. Yeah, just talking to that microphone a little bit better, mate, and just to, just, just get that big,
1: deep voice going, And a mate. quarter will have a high
3: cholesterol. That's uh, bad. One in five will smoke. Half, 50% will be overweight, and around half will do no exercise. And they're all modifiable factors. So if you go along to your GP once or twice a year, as Danny says, and get your blood pressure checked, your cholesterol checked, a urine check to see if you're a diabetic, you stop smoking, you lose a bit of weight and you do a bit of exercise, you've already nailed a lot of mm. the factors that you can can control, the modifiable factors, which are the factors you can control.
1: So if, so if someone listening out there right now, and they haven't been to a doctor
3: for a couple of years, you should just go anyway, shouldn't you? At least once a year. Um, Even if there's nothing wrong with it, men are the worst at going to doctors. Women, inherently, because of childbirth, having children, you know, other checks, breast checks, will go and see a doctor much more readily than we will. We're slow once or twice a year, just a routine check. Mm. Blood pressure check, how you going? Urine check. I mean, if you, you can pick up blood pressure because it's a silent mm. killer, you won't, you don't know you've got high blood pressure. And it's also a contact. So if you have other issues, mental health issues or something like that, that's a go-to person to go to. So I think that the, I have got a stat out there. I think men, as,
1: as we talk about, are pretty stubborn. I think women go to the doctor, as you said, a lot more readily for a whole range of reasons. But I think the stat is only 25% men go for a check-up. The other 75% only go when they've got something wrong with them. And sometimes, unfortunately, as we know, sometimes it can be too late. Mm-hmm. and uh, there 's nothing like prevention so that 's what we 're all about here Parker
0: absolutely uh, we have got a call from John in Greensboro. We spoke earlier about uh, I guess the balance of sleep sometimes and the impact that that can uh, that that can occasionally have when it comes to uh, to to heart health uh, John thanks for uh, for joining us
4: yeah thanks gentlemen look I, I just you you mentioned a particular age group now I, I hope my young fellows listening to this but what is what affects to your heart and to your general health does lack of sleep have to do with a young athlete somebody who's you know who, who, who's full on a training four or five times a week and school and all the rest of it and you just don't get enough sleep what are the long term effects of something like that
1: so we're talking about a modern athlete how, how old how old
4: 17 18.
1: so he's work he's you know he's training pretty hard and he's not sleeping enough
3: i don't think there'd be a huge issue short term nice. Well, hang on, what, who am I to answer? <laughs> yeah, I don't Maybe short term, no, but I think your performance in any sport or performance in anything is um, best with optimal sleep, which is sort of between seven and nine hours. Mm. So, I think yeah. a healthy, oh, sorry, a regular sleep habit is important for health.
1: So is he just getting a lack of sleep because of the fact of the study, school and sport?
4: A little bit, a little bit of both. You can add a little bit of uh, PlayStation with other, that that, <laughs> uh, that'll give you a
1: fair idea. I think the the facts are with with someone like that, and I've got a daughter who's quite sporty. Uh, she's doing her VCE. It's all about the balance, I think. On this one, um, you, you've got to actually sit down on a Sunday night and work out what their whole week looks like, especially with homework and when they've got tests and you know, exams, etc. Especially later on in the year. So I think. From that point of view, the youngster's doing the right thing, and you're doing the right thing by him by giving him plenty of options. And I think sometimes sport is a great is a
3: great health and well being doc. It is, it is. But you still need everyone needs an optimal amount of sleep mm. and get rid of the devices in the room yeah. for sleep.
0: I do wonder. You know, they always talk about. You said between 7 and 9. I always hear that eight's the, the magic number. I do wonder if we surveyed our listeners how many actually get 8 hours sleep on a, on a regular basis. I know putting my hand up, I don't. Um, I imagine with his hours, Marcus out the back probably doesn't either. And certainly a lot of those people that uh, that he says he gets 10, so that's good. <laughs> but a lot of people who uh, who sort of play sport or, or even the guys listening to us now uh, would be working shifts in, in different hours. So yeah, I, I can't imagine people would have those stats in front of them, but I'd be surprised if uh, the majority got there eight hours.
3: I think you're right. Mm. I think it's, it's the theory and then it's the practical mm. practice of the yeah. whole thing.
0: I'm probably hovering around yeah. six, six and a half, I'd say, on a regular basis.
1: What about a lack of sleep, sleep apnea, for a lot of people out there? that That's obviously got to affect your blood pressure, your your heart disease. That, does that
3: that have an impact? Uh Yes. There's, in what way? There's a strong correlation or a strong relationship between sleep apnea and high blood pressure, hypertension. Okay. So you can often... Um, reduce the amount of medication or even stop some of yeah. the medication by treating the sleep apnea and getting a sleep study.
1: So, for, in layman's terms, blood pressure, what do we, what, what, if you get a high blood pressure, what's that? Obviously, just putting more pressure on the heart. Is that right? Or is. how does it it's work? It's the
3: pressure of trying to reject the blood around the body, uh, essentially. Okay. Uh, and we aim, when you go to the doctor now, for a blood pressure under 130. Yeah. That's the top reading. And what's the low reading? Around 80 to 85 is what we aim for. Okay.
0: Nick in North Melbourne asked the question, at what age should we start getting these checks? Is there a magic number where we would recommend that people start doing that?
3: I think the earlier you start the bloke getting, at least your blood pressure checked, because you, you may not know your blood pressure is up. Yeah. Um, and a simple check for your cholesterol and diabetes. Correla- um, yeah, go
0: on. yeah, I was going to say a correlation between stress as well. So, for example, uh, you might be, you know, getting your sleep in. You might be exercising fairly regularly, but say you work a stressful job and you can't necessarily unwind, and you're constantly sort of agitated. With that sort of thing, is there, I guess, a correlation between uh, the stress and, and and even the fact that you might have an elevated heart rate for for those sorts of reasons during the day?
3: I think stress sort of causes, are, you know, generally, it, it relates to you might smoke because of the stress, you might drink a little bit too much, you might not eat appropriately or eat well. Um, so it sort of re- relates in another way, you know, sort of producing secondary things that will then cause the other issues that are a problem. Yep,
0: that makes sense.
3: What about the um, the adage of your your waist? They, they say there's some simple
1: measures... And I know we're we'll gonna talk about the uh, the heart health. Uh, the little chart you got there later on. Where
3: where, where we can get that one, done? The um, National Heart Foundation yeah. website. Yep.
1: The National Heart Foundation website. If you want to get on that, uh, listeners, uh, there's a great little chart. You can spot your age, get your cholesterol done, your blood pressure, whether you're a smoker, heavy drinker. And it actually gives you a little bit of indicator, and, and obviously, if you're eighty and smoke and drink a lot, <laughs> what time is it? You've been pretty, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you've been pretty
0: lucky. So <laughs> they
1: they say so is this a fallacy? No, slim builds ninety centimeters around the waist, and heavy builds a hundred, or is that a bit
3: generally? What the Heart Foundation recommends is measuring waist. Oh, your waist measurement in a woman eighty centimeters, and in a male ninety-four.
1: Okay, yeah, but a kind
3: be... of you've got to kind of correlate that you know, certain races it doesn't, mm. it's not kind of correlated to, it, but so 94 centimetres in a bloke, 80
0: centimetres in a woman. Mm. And that's... Joe from Geelong saying off the SMS, it's as easy as you, if you go to your local pharmacy, for example, Chemist Warehouse, you can get your blood pressure checked at the chemist. So it's that simple. Yeah, so... it is.
1: And especially Chemist Warehouse, we have got all those there, Parker. Uh, Jeff, you talk about um, guys wanting to get fit. And you always hear a story of someone, oh, yeah, he's he's a little bit overweight, and he's gone for a run. The next minute he gets to the top of the hill and he doesn't make it, make it home. So, what 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 advice do you give someone out there listening now that thinking, oh, you go, I've got a bit of a roof over the tool shed. Um, I'm battling a little bit. I've had a you know had a pretty good summer, and I'm and still we've missed autumn and we're into winter now, and we're thinking, oh, yeah, we'll get into the soups oh, okay. and the bread. Go go to the
3: doctor before you start climbing Mount Everest. I think you should do that. Yeah. Start gradually. I always worry when I see on the 40 degree day the old fella with the, uh, no T-shirt, yeah. and running around mm-hmm. in the heat at 12 o'clock in the day. Wow.
0: Looking at uh, we had a couple off the SMS as well in regards to this, but before we get to some of those, Bill's in Ascot Vale. Bill, thanks for calling.
4: Yeah, hi, guys. Good on you, Billy. Yeah, Charles, yeah, yeah. how are you going? Good, good on you, mate. Just a good question for the doc. Um, I had some chest pains uh, recently and... um. Wasn't sure what it was, and my doctor suggested I have an echo test and a stress test done. I'm um, 54 years old, everything came up all right. Um, it was related to something to this asparagus. But I was just wondering how often should these stress tests and echo tests on the heart be done at sort of 55 age onwards?
3: Um, not routinely. I think you've gone to the doctor, got the right test, the test proved uh, negative, so they've ruled out significant heart disease and they're looking at reflux I think at the moment unless you've got a redevelopment of the symptoms then you're, you're okay at the moment.
0: Uh, Bill uh, and, and obviously as you said that was relatively uh, all clear uh, has the situation eased?
4: Yeah well I think uh, as I said it's, it's something which is hard because I'm going for a gastro um, I and mean, I think that'll sort it out uh, in the next couple of weeks but I was just yeah just curiosity, just with those stress tests um, sort, of, sort of from the 50 year old onwards you have to have them regularly or sort of once a year or once every five years. That's all I was, wasn't sure on. You don't
3: necessarily have to have them regularly. They've cleared it. If you had a redevelopment the symptoms, then we, the doctor would reinvestigate you.
0: Yep, so just a general health check, Bill. Uh, going forward, all advice, of course, is of a general nature. You should consult a registered health professional before making any decisions as well. Thank you to Bill. Uh, a couple of people... Uh, also pointing out, obviously, uh, the situation with uh, Kirby at Collingwood and Robert and mm. with St Kilda, where it obviously drove at home, watching those things unfold on TV and the concern that people had watching it that uh, there are some underlying things that perhaps you don't know about that uh, they're the wake-up calls, I guess, take, taking, say, Robert, and a, an athlete at the, at the top of his game who's, what, 28 years of age, suffering something he didn't know about.
1: Yeah, I think they're a little bit different to what we're talking yep. about. These are um, something – it's not genetic, but it's more the electrical – uh, scenario where the heartbeat gets out of arrhythmia. And, yeah, uh, yeah so, you know, so Dylan's had, obviously...
3: They've had an arrhythmia, which is yeah. different to uh, yep. a narrowing of the arteries of the heart. Um, and so that may have developed because they've played a lot of sport or may just have been going to develop anyway. Um,
1: After the break, Doc,
3: I want to want to ask you about
1: alcohol and the effects of that because we all love a beer, um, but, you know, it's, uh, it's everything in... Uh, moderation, I think, at the moment, Parker?
0: Yeah, I think so. It's uh, that balance where you know sometimes you talk about relieving stress, that people might go to those vices, or they might go to those vices too often. We've got a couple of calls we'll get to after the break. It is uh, Dr. Jeff good cardiologist with myself, Darren Parkin and Danny Frawley for No Man Should Ever Walk Alone. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the home of real brands and real savings. It's 28 minutes to 10. If you want to join the conversation, 94291116 or SMS through some thoughts, 0433 No man should ever walk
2: alone, with Danny Frawley, for Chemist Warehouse, the home of real brands and real savings.
0: Welcome back. Uh, makes you feel like you're at Anfield. 25 minutes to uh, 10 o'clock and on 11.16, SEN, Melbourne's home of sports. Uh, we are here for No Man Should Ever Walk Alone, for Chemist Warehouse, the home of real brands and real savings. And you can get a blood pressure test at Chemist Warehouse as well. Dan in Vermont says, great segment of the show, Spud, you mentioned you got a test done which showed you had 30% blockage of your artery. What test is that called? And is yep. it easily accessible at a medical clinic?
1: No, it is. You've got to go to your GP. You've probably got to tell your GP you've had some inherent heart disease. If your blood pressure's up and maybe they do a, a stress test and they show a little bit of a, you know, your heart rate goes up quite marginally and probably takes a long time to come down, they'll give you a thing called a coronary CAT scan where you go in and they'll they'll put some dye into your vein and you've got to bring your heart rate down to about 55. So normally they give you a beta blocker just to bring your heart rate down. You never want to die of lethal injection because what happens is um, <laughs> they put you in and then yeah. the the CAT scan goes over your heart when you're breathing normally mm-hmm. and then they'll say, hold your breath and keep holding it and they'll press a button and you'll see the, we won't see it, but you'll hear the dye going in. All of a sudden, your head goes a little bit cold and your mouth tastes like a little bit of a tin taste. So that's the dye going through your veins and what it does your heartbeat, it was amazing. It was the biggest shock for me because I knew I had inherent heart disease. But when I actually saw it on the laptop with the blood pumping through and then it was just going over a little anthill and that was the blockage, that was the uh, cholesterol in my artery, that was the biggest uh, thing that I saw. I thought, gee, I've got to do something about this. But And it's its not invasive. Um, just go and see your local GP and ask him about it. A lot of people do get especially if you've got people out there listening. If you've got inherent heart disease... I recommend go to your GP
3: straight away and tell them you want one. Would that be fair enough, yeah, Jeffrey? the more avi- sorry, I started getting the more available now. Um, if you meet certain criteria, you'll get it uh, funded under Medicare, mm-hmm. anyway, so inherited it heart yeah. disease, high blood pressure. Well, then obviously the your GP will put you under yep. it, Someone like yourself, yeah, obviously, you will have to be referred by, yeah, a, specialist by a specialist to, a specialist, to sorry. get
0: it done. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we do have uh, Rob from Frankston who's uh, jumped on the line. Who speaking of a. Uh, heart uh, heart disease and, and heart issues was to tell us his story rob thanks for calling in
4: yeah no worries guys and uh danny thanks for this show mate because uh uh most guys out there my age are bulletproof but uh what spot happened on. to me couple... Go on.
1: no spot on champ. thank you
4: yeah a couple of years ago what happened to me i uh no high blood pressure i was just lying in bed and felt like an elephant sitting on my chest no pain or anything so I called the ambos, they took me to hospital, did blood tests and everything. They couldn't find anything for three days and they said, Rob, you're going to have an angiogram. They gave me the angiogram and one, um, artery completely blocked two at uh, 75% and one at uh, 45, or two at 45%. So they took me to the Alfred. Cut a long story short, the, uh, I had a quintuple bypass, um, the doctor came in the next day and said, Rob, uh, the operation was a success. A couple of little hiccups. The hiccups was I'd actually died on the table. <laughs> ah, and, some upset uh, back. Yeah, well, I shouldn't
1: yeah. laugh, but wow. Well.
4: Yeah. yeah, I know. And uh, well, and the doctor said, oh Rob, I-, I was about 100 kilos. He said, we've replaced everything around your heart. Your heart's in good condition. Let's keep it that way. Lose 25 kilos. And i sort of gone, what do you know? I didn't say that to him. I got too much respect, but... You know, I'd been bulletproof, but anyway, my granddaughter came in the next day. She's only nine. Four weeks before I had this, my son's wife, dad, passed away. Massive heart attack, 57, couldn't save him. And uh, she walked up to me, still got tears in her eyes, and said, Poppy, are you going to be at my wedding? You're the only poppy I've got
5: left. I <laughs> oh, well,
4: Charlie. So my comeback was, Charlie, come here. I'm going to be at your wedding, but just make sure you're not older than 25.
1: <laughs> Robert, <laughs> how's your how's your health now, by the way? And- mate,
4: I'm, I'm 66 now. My metabolic age is 43. Wow. I've joined uh, on the Herbal Life journey. I've uh, even just recently now opened up my own nutrition club in. Um, we call it Precious Health Lifestyle Centre. Mate, if I can save one person's life, I've done my job of I'm with a Friend that's done, she's got seven nutrition clubs in the Philippines, and we're running it the Filipino way. It's all about health and nutrition, what you're putting in your mouth, and we do also um, a 10 day program. So we're just, uh, I'm on your train, Danny, and uh, I just want to help people out there get a better lifestyle. Mate, I shouldn't be telling you this either, but I go to the park gym up the road and I do 100 push-ups in the sauna and 300 sit-ups every second day.
1: Good on you, mate. That's uh,
3: outstanding. What do you think, Jeff? That's outstanding. What we should perhaps do is just mention some of the symptoms that are yeah, back on him. that's right. And he said that uh, he didn't get any pain in the chest, but he got like an elephant sitting on the chest. Often they people miss misread that as, as something else. So people typically get yep. heavy crushing pain in the chest. Yep. So it's not like pain that you get if you catch yourself. Yep. Pain down the arms, pain in the jaw, feel distinctly unwell. If you do, if you get those sort of symptoms, you're potentially having a heart mm. attack and you should call triple O and yep. expedite yourself to hospital. Get
1: there as quick as you can. And It's interesting, uh, I think I was doing a game at uh, Footy Park and I think one of the club doctors actually had a heart attack. Um, on the ground, it was a good place to have a heart attack because there was it was obviously
0: Geelong, yeah, in Adelaide. Geelong, Adelaide. Yeah, the yeah.
1: game was uh, postponed for forty-five minutes. It's a good place yep.
0: to
3: have a heart attack. It's a very yeah. good place to have a heart attack. But you're the only doctor, so that's not good. <laughs> well, no, there's, there's
1: a few doctors there, and obviously got those uh, machines. What are they called? Defibrillators. Defibrillator. Defibrillator, mm-hmm. and that's something I think all community football clubs should invest in, uh, doc, shouldn't they? A We're defibrillator. Sure sporting clubs.
3: I've heard. I've seen three people. In the last uh, three months, resuscitated with wow. the ADs that are at football clubs. So the ambulance yeah. em- Victoria and we would strongly mm. advocate putting him in the
0: club and training. Mm. And we had a, an opposition player when I was playing under 16s actually die on the fields oh, in dear. um down in Gippsland playing a game. This was in about 2001, uh, and there was no obviously defibrillators yeah. at clubs back then. And and I guess for anyone who's seen something like that happen, and we've seen it happen. In on the world stage, say in the world game, we've yep. seen it happen at the World Cup and various things like that. Those uh, and that just shows you how important it is to have a defibrillator. Most of the gyms you go to now have mm. them mounted on the wall, and uh, obviously you need to hope that uh, or need to get a few people around to know how to use those sorts of things. But um, yeah, it's amazing how simple. big it impacts. But they're relatively
3: simple. Put them on, stand clear, and they talk to you, and they. Yep.
1: Now I'll okay. call you a Prof. Now we're being here because that's his nickname, the Prof. Yeah. Um, Parker. What about um, guys my age and? a few of my mates are very keen on the cycling and i used to be yep. i still do it a bit probably should do it a little bit more but there's a fine line from just going manic with your fitness at the age 55 too because a lot of the cyclists i ride with on a saturday morning a lot of these guys are doing three four five hundred k's a week and we're going up you know oliver's hill at frankston where you live it's at some stage something's got to pop doesn't it there's a, I'm a big believer there's only so many beats in your heart. I know there should be more, but to, at, when you get to the age 55, 60, you've just got to pull it back a probably, bit, don't you, or not?
3: Probably pull it back a little bit, but I reckon it's better out exercising than Oh, yeah, no uh, doubting that. I, I think that's the Yeah. But you kind of got to – you can't at 55, which is our yep. ages – hammer yourself or you know, push yourself as much as you can when you're 20. No, there's you, no doubt. You just it? don't have the potential.
1: The best start. thing that uh, my daughters did, Parko, um October, we lost one of our little pups. They bought me bought a border collie because I come from <laughs> a farm. And I've got to be honest, he's he's been pretty manic around the house and we've got a house in the burbs. So he's he's re-gardened the whole garden bed. That's made me pretty active. But if I don't take him for a walk at least for three or four K twice a day, it's been outstanding. One, one of the morning, you just get up because you think, oh, well, and it's just a great refresher for your brain that you get out there in the morning, you put your coat on. All the dog wants to do is walk you. Um, he nearly talks to you, these border collies. <laughs> and it's, it's great for your mental wellbeing and, and your physical wellbeing. I've just found that, you know, and they're just like an alarm clock. As soon as you look like getting out of bed, you'll hear him and he's thinking, yep, get the lead and away we go.
3: Hi, right, dogs are great. If you buy a dog enforced exercise, get you out the house. People will talk to you when you're mm. walking around. Yeah, they do. You know, they'll, you know, they're not going to talk to a random bloke walking through a park, but they might to a random bloke walking through a park with a dog. And it's proven beneficial to men, mental and heart health. We have dogs now coming to hospitals as therapy dogs.
1: What about uh, diet? Diet. We haven't touched much on diet. We're going to get Emily Brabron on after the break and Rob Code, the... To uh, fitness and dietitian gurus to probably get into that a little bit, but is it just moderation? We talked about alcohol, you know, fast food. You know, we live in a very quick consumer style life. You know, the the all the takeaways are, are out there.
3: My advocacy would be to I would I I'm a vegetarian, so I mm. I don't eat meat. But all um, the other diet that I would advocate is the Mediterranean diet, which is sort of so you go to the Mediterranean for a start. is that right? <laughs> yeah. Fly over there? Fly over there. Yeah, but like the Mediterranean diet, it's fish. fish, limited red meat, fresh fruit and vegetables, coloured vegetables. A bit of wine? A little bit of wine. And then what they do is they eat in a group and then they go for a walk after they eat and, and socialise.
1: Before we go, and we've touched on the heart, and we're, we're going to keep on the heart theme after the break, Parker, but just a quick plug for your uh, charity, because le- I'm led to believe... Not only a blonde, Beyond Blue ambassador, but you're one of the leading advocates for a great charity for the medical profession, which a lot of people don't realise, Parker, have a lot of mental issues as well. Yep. High achievers, working really hard, a lot of pressure situations saving lives, and you've got Sorry. a big charity coming around the corner.
3: We have our Crazy Socks for Docs Day on June 1. We all wear odd, bright coloured socks and tag that out is so that all over Australia it's all over Australia in fact we've got Canada part of the United States and some of the UK involved now um, and it's to raise awareness in the medical profession the health profession about mental health issues which are yep. is higher than in the, the general population started because I had as you know issues with mental health um, and was ill and there's still surprisingly in our profession the looks after people. Mm. Significant stigma around mm. mental, mental health and mental mental. And you've got illness. a big function
1: up in Sydney, is that right? Or
3: well, I'm flying up tomorrow morning to speak at a conference tomorrow on doctors.
1: How many doctors will be there?
3: I think there might be five or six hundred in there. That'd be pretty home. confronting. A few <laughs>
1: few brain cells in there, Parker.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. uh, <laughs> a little bit beyond uh, beyond my level of comprehension. Uh, a final one, just before we let you go, will get this one through. I'm a 38-year-old guy. I've been to hospital four times in the last seven months with chest pains. The last mm. time was last night. Wow. They've had an angiogram. Each time they've indicated it's uh, pericarditis. Is it possible it could be something else? I guess without knowing more symptoms, yeah. But
3: it sounds like if you had an angiogram and the arteries are fine and they believe it's pericarditis, I I would have to assume that that that's right. You can get recurrent pains with pericarditis. It does recur. Yep. Mm. And that's an inflammation of the sac around the heart rather than the arteries being damaged. So it sounds like you can back in doctors
0: on that one. Uh, very uh, good, Prof. Well done, mate. Thank you for coming in, Jeff. Thanks, Danny. Good on you, Jeff. This is uh, no man should ever walk alone. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the home of real brands and real savings. We'll get to a break. Uh, plenty more to come. You can still get involved. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen, or you can SMS to zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen.
2: No Man Should Ever Walk Alone with Danny Frawley for Chemist Warehouse, the home of real brands and real savings.
0: Eight minutes to 10 o'clock, 11.16, 16 Melbourne's home of sports. Uh, Danny Frawley here with me, Darren Parkin, for No Man Should Ever Walk Alone. It's mayhem at Chemist Warehouse, but all big brand vitamins and cosmetics at half price. Are a reminder that all advice is of a general nature during this program and you should consult a registered health professional. Before making any decisions, if you have any SMS questions you'd like to send through, zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen, is that number. And, uh, Spud, uh, th- our theme is the heart. We're going to stick with that with our next guest.
1: Uh, very excited uh, now, Parker. We had Dr. Jeffrey Tugod, uh, the cardiologist to the stars, speaking about heart health. And we didn't touch on the diet much. And that's why we've gone. Straight to the co founder, and what's the company there, Parker, My uh, eyes.
0: It is uh, transformationcoach.com. Are, are you there, Emily?
5: Hey, boys, how are you doing?
1: Going well. We've had a little bit of sabbatical. What have you been up to?
5: Oh, working hard, you know. No rest for the wicked.
1: How's the chief going?
5: Oh, he's good. You know, he's got a good wife, so. Yeah, very good.
4: Very good.
1: Man. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. <laughs> exactly. Now, Emily. Um, We've just talked about the heart and how it's the the leading killer of um, you know obviously Australian males most mm-hmm. and foremost. We just we didn't touch on the diet much, so we'd like to get um, some some of the some of the don't eats or you know in excessive of whether it's smoking, drinking, and and some of the obviously we'll talk about the positive stuff later on. But what what are some of the things for the for the listener out there because they're they're all pretty busy. So go past the fast foods and thought, okay, I've got to get some of that. I'm, I'm hungry. What, what do we? How do you suggest? And what do we? How do we put it in a balance?
5: I think you probably just hit the nail on the head there when you said the smoking and the drinking. Um, but I think that you just got to watch what you're taking in and just make healthier choices on, on what you are going to be eating. So if it, if you want to have a steak, just make sure it's a leaner cut of meat. Or if you really feel like you need red meat, can you switch it for a leaner chicken or a turkey or a pork? that kind of thing. So it's just making healthier decisions.
0: Do you find there are often you know, misleading claims on packaging where it might say you know, 98% fat-free or low in this, low in that, but it might be low in one thing but very high in something else that is potentially even worse than that?
5: Absolutely. It's so confusing because even if you think about something being 98% fat-free, still 2% fat there, and that's not necessarily a good fat. It could be the bad fat, the saturated fats that you're trying to, to avoid. Um, not to mention what you just said, with it not just being about the fat, it's about the other things that are in the meat and the foods that you're eating.
1: Well, you've, you've uh, my segue into the next question, good fats and bad fats. I'm confused.
5: <laughs> okay, so the easiest way to think about it is if something's kind of... How can I put this? Okay, yeah, I put this to my dad the other day. If if it's liquid or soft at room temperature, it's generally good. So you want your avocados and your olive oil and that kind of thing, Um, really good stuff. Um, But then you think about something that's being boiled and fried. If you fry your potatoes in oil, that's a bad fat. Whereas if you might have painted some potatoes with some olive oil and put them in the oven, they're good fries.
0: They've probably learnt things, obviously, over the journey that, that maybe were considered right once in the day but, but not so much now. You talk about athletes that you know might carb load before competition with pasta and things like that. Is it mm-hmm. similar in that there are good carbs, bad carbs or is that just more about the time that you actually do it?
5: Do you know what? There's a lot to do with timing. There, there, I don't like to say there are good and bad foods. I mean, obviously, there are bad foods, everything in moderation, but what's life without eating some of your favourite things yeah. or drinking some of your favourite beverages? But if you eat all of those things that you want rather than you need all the time, that's when you're going to get into trouble. And that's when the waistline is going to get a little bit over, I don't know, what is it for men, about 100 centimetres, then you're in a bad place.
1: So for, for slim builds out there, does that sort of uh, go back a little bit?
5: It's, it's kind of a double-edged sword there too, because again, another confusing thing, because just because you're slim doesn't mean your heart is healthy.
0: Do people still use things, I mean, I've done a couple of the full body scans through, say, F45 and stuff like that, but do people still use things like a BMI, for example, because it does seem like a bit of, I guess, a flawed measurement of of somebody's, uh, I guess, physical well-being?
5: And it's funny you should say that. We were talking about BMI the other day with a few of our celebrity clients, and um, my BMI, I'll just give you a little visual picture yep. of what I look like. I'm a small, blonde, size 8. Woman, I'm 163 centimetres tall, and skinny as a whip, but I've got quite a bit of muscle.
1: Okay. And
5: according to the BMI, I'm bordering on overweight.
1: Yeah, well, that's that was the uh, that was my next question. The BMI. Even when I was playing like at the elite level, I was 95 kgs. I reckon I had skin folds of 42. Mm. I reckon my waist would have been I don't know, 89, 91, like mm. six foot three we do the BMI and they'd say, oh, you, you, you're just you, you're hedging into the um, overweight, the exactly. the slight obese. And I'm thinking, well, that's a bit flattening. What's Hedded it going to be up. like when I'm 50? You know, and that's, well, that's, that was yeah. when I was 24.
5: It's so old fashioned. It's actually the best way to get a good judge of where your body fat is, where the scary body fat and all that kind of stuff is, you know, the fat around your organs is to get a DEXA scan. And there's a place, mm. um, there's a place actually nationally called measureup.com.au and they do the most... Uh, most effective body scan it takes about one minute you lay on a bed fully closed does a quick scan uh, and it basically tells you from your bone density all the way to where you're holding the most fat the dangerous fat the okay fat where you can lose it and what your ideal weight is supposed to be for your size
0: yeah, echoing that sentiment as well. I'm 178 centimeters and weighs 77 kilos, and according to the BMI, my ideal body weight is 59 kilos, which <laughs> oh my God, would which would be imagine? dangerously small. You'll be riding at them tonight. <laughs> that, that's right. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, But um, but uh, Emily, we do appreciate that, and yeah, I guess so. The big emphasis is a lot of it's about timing and and moderation more than anything, and obviously being aware of. Uh, of, I guess, what uh, what what might be some of the hidden hidden ingredients within something, despite what its advertising is being particularly good.
5: Um, I think w- when you're looking for that kind of stuff, you you probably want to look at it for in fatty cuts of meat. You want to look, you know, poultry with skin, lard, um, full fat cheeses, that kind of thing. While they're good for you. Um, in moderation if you eat extreme amounts that like anything else it's always going to be a bad thing so you just want to look out for those trans fats and make sure that you know you're not you're evening them evening them out with the good fats so you've got your saturated fats your trans fats your monounsaturated fats and your polyunsaturated fats
0: well emily is the co-founder of uh, transformation coach and that is the website transformationcoach.com uh, emily raybon thank you very much for joining us on the program
5: you're very welcome, boys. It's great to speak to you.
0: Thanks a lot, Emily. See you next week.
1: Bye-bye.
0: And we uh, have also got uh, Rob Code on the line from Travel Fit 360 and Original uh, Boot Camps to uh, to wrap us up for this evening. Rob, thanks for uh, jumping on board our uh, first uh, edition this year of No Man Should Ever Walk Alone.
2: Yeah, how you going, guys? All right?
1: First edition, take two, Robbie. It's been a long time between drinks. What have you been up to, mate?
2: No, i about the places, uh, as usual, Danny, so... We've just finished a trip in New Zealand. We got back on Thursday with, uh, we had 11 clients on that one. And, uh, yeah, it was an amazing adventure for those guys. And we finished off with a bit of a challenge and we got, um, everybody up to the top of Ben Lomond. Oh, wow. 1748 above sea level. And, uh, I reckon we did take a while. We, we come back the long way and went over all these different uh, mountains and cliffs and all sorts of things. We actually found a goat track, and we followed that on the way down. We had, um, the youngest was 20 years old, and the oldest was 66, and she absolutely smashed it. And, uh, yeah, she never thought she'd even be able to attempt a trip like that, let alone get through Plum, Ben Lomond, and back down again. So it was close to nine hours by the time we got back. But we did it as a group, and, uh, yeah, we absolutely loved it. So that's what we've been pretty much up to. and We're working on that event for the past or 12, 13 months. So it's been a tough one. And finally got it done and yeah, it come off really well. Guys loved it. And, and we've been just, busy with it.
1: No, well done, mate. Uh, very, very envious. We'll have to, when we get you on next time, we might talk about the next one um, you got coming on so we can get some of the listeners to, to jump in. Because everyone needs a goal. And one of our goals tonight, Robbie, has been heart health. And for a lot of listeners out there, they're thinking, OK, I'm going OK. But I've heard the, the cardiologist, it. Jeffrey, too good. Talk about you know, there's a there's a heart attack every twelve minutes. And what are some of the things you you suggest just for the just for the uh, weekend warrior out there, or, or even for someone that doesn't do much at all? Um, what visit your GP first and then go and do something. What what's the what's the yeah. MA?
2: Yeah, exactly right. Especially if you're going to start a, a new exercise routine, which is what what we do recommend that people get out there and do. You know, exercising. If you're not haven't done anything for a long time, first thing you do is go. As you said, go and see, get a see a GP and and uh, just get a check. Make sure your heart is okay. And if it's not, then they'll be able to put you onto a program to obviously get it stronger and, and reverse the effects that you may have caused over the years, depending you know, obviously your age. But yeah, exercise is definitely the key. And there's a few don't do's as well. We don't like being told what to do, but the big one probably would be is smoking. So if you are smoking, I'll be doing whatever you can to get rid of them. For starters, uh, minimise alcohol. You know, we all love to get out the weekend worries. We love to get out for a beer, Um, but yeah, once again, binge drinking and it's just going to add a bit more around the waist. And if you're carrying too much fat, then that's also going to be put a lot more pressure onto your heart. So. Uh, a lot of this can be reversed as well with the right exercise program. I always say to guys, it's never too late, wow. but it's never too early either. So if you can prevent it, it's a lot better than trying to reverse the effect later on in life. No doubt
1: in you know. that. No and it's probably probably a good time now leading into winter, isn't it? A lot of people think, oh, yeah, I can, I can afford to put on the a couple of extra kgs, put the cardigan on the coat, and sort of hides the... Excess baggage, yeah, but it's probably probably a good time to just stay in tune, and probably the thing that I've found Robbie is actually the biggest the biggest uh, test for me is actually looking in the mirror after you have a shower that that to me is the big test isn't
2: it yeah we definitely not much to look at down below but... yeah and then we put our clothes back on and you're ah, oh, she'll be right, but it's not right because it does it catches you at the end of the day it might not happen in that week or the week after but a few months on the track, it doesn't take long, and if you are you know as emily was saying you know if you are putting the the wrong foods uh into your body and you're inactive well it's it's, it's got to happen you going to you going to put so much pressure on your heart and as we get older it's just going to get a lot harder so the key is to try to be consistent and whatever you do everything in moderation is probably the big word you hear a lot mm. which is very true and, um, yeah, just keep away from the smoking, minimise the alcohol as much as possible. And probably salt was another one. I'm not yep. sure if Emily yeah. touched on, mm. on that one. I no, she didn't. No, nah, salt, salt's for another one. You know, why
1: why is that, eat. Robbie?
2: Uh, well, too much salt in the system can also put a lot of pressure on your heart as well. So you, you, you basically want to minimise it as much as possible and watch the type of food that you are eating and try to avoid cooking with salt and then plus adding salt as well. So uh, okay. Good way you are. Well, while you are cooking, is actually try your food. Make sure you so you don't mm. actually add salt on twice. Yep. You probably try to keep under. Well, I'm not a dietitian, it's probably what you need to check. But I believe it to be under a teaspoon a day.
1: Because there's a lot of salt in breads and and everything, isn't there? Hidden yeah. salts.
2: Yeah, I think the salt in everything, and that's you know you probably need to check the the labels or or the best thing to do if you are going to you know start a new exercise routine and I'd, I'd advise for people out there to go and see a dietitian as well, or a nutritionist, and get the correct plan for your body type, and have all, you know, all the right checks, and and do it right from day one, instead of just having a bit of a guessing game. And that's what a lot of us do. We just you know, look on the back of a label, and we either don't check the salt, or we just take a punt, just take a bit of a guess. And same as your sugars and, and your saturated fats. So my advice to anyone out there listening: yeah, get on, go out and see a nutritionist. and and uh your gp and get it checked get your body get your heart checked and get out there and, and start giving things a go and, and try to be consistent in what you're doing it doesn't have to be a lot of exercise each day yep. as well just to at least maintain so you know i know months ago we talked about high intensity yep. exercise absolutely you can do it but you've also go see the gp get it checked and build it up slowly slowly add a bit you know do it could be like 20 minutes a day as a minimum, I believe is a yeah. recommendation. So if you can build it up to 25, 30, and um, you know, eventually build up to 40 minutes plus of, of, of you know, cardio exercise is, is probably the key. And then um, you, know, you can add other, other activities into it, incidental exercises, such as if you're working in an office, have your printer on the other side of the, the office, we're getting up and walk. Mm. Go to the shopping, park your car. Walk up the
1: stairs, not the lift.
2: That's it, free exercise, staircases, they're brilliant. They should have those stickers in the bottom of the stairs, free exercise, and up you go.
1: I know my wife's got the, the watch with the 10,000 steps. She's doing it with her mates. It's actually quite good because um, tonight before we come on air, she'd only done 7,000. She said, come on, let's get the dog. We've <laughs> yeah. got 3,000 to go. <laughs>
2: brilliant. And that's you know, It's great to have those sort of gadgets. Personally, I don't use all that yeah. sort of stuff, but I reckon it's great because everybody gets motivated in different ways. Mm, I do. I said, you know, seven thousand steps. We need three to go. What are we going to do? So, you know, get out there and do something. It's it's a great tool for people, especially as a guide. I think all those sort of things are a great guide.
0: And that's where it comes back to what Spud said about uh, you can get a dog. Uh, that's twenty to thirty minutes mm. exercise a day. As as easy as that. But um, it's been great getting uh, some insights from you, Rob, from Travel Fit Three Hundred and Sixty uh, and and original boot camps, and very sound advice uh, for the uh, for the listeners. When is your next one,
1: Robbie boy? Before we let you go.
2: Yeah, no worries. That's uh, 6th of October. We're going to to Fiji. It's it's the original boot camp one, so I know we're looking at a a few guys around the country.
1: What do you do? do? What do you do on that?
2: Yeah, that one there. So, uh, yeah, the high-intensity exercise, first thing in the morning. So we get them out of bed. They're going to be at roll call um, just before before light. And then uh, we do anything between a 45-minute workout and an hour 15 workout. Depends on what session is slotted in for that day. And then after that, we we'll go get himself cleaned up and have a big feed, big breakfast.
1: Beautiful. And, uh,
2: prepare him for the rest of the day. Then we'll get out and we'll you know, see some of the Fijian culture. And, Magnificent. Yeah, and then recovery sessions later in the day. Uh, uh, have, have another feed and get to bed early and go again next uh,
1: day. It's great. Nah, we'll, um, we'll keep an eye on that one, mate. We'll keep that in tow. We'll see if we can get some listeners to go on board with that one. I'm a bit envious. I might have to uh, see the data on that, mate. Thanks for your time, uh, Robbie. No worries, we'll. No Hope to see, hear you next week.
0: No problem. All the best, guys. Good on you, Robbie. And Spud, thank you to you as well for uh, for stopping by. Well, nice to uh, to have the show back on board.
1: And uh, No, it's great, Parker. We've actually uh, gone eight minutes over, mate, so uh, it's been good. Well done,
0: mate. Thank you. Plenty of SMSs, a couple of questions that we'll hold over as well for our uh, next edition. But every Monday night at 9 o'clock, Jack Heverin will be the, uh, the regular host of the show. You'll have... Myself and Cam Luke from time to time, but Spud will be here the other uh, whole Good way through. And a big thank Go you Saints. to, uh, absolutely, to, uh, the wheel has to turn eventually. And <laughs> might as well against the Pies, uh, Dr. Uh, Jeff Tugood also for uh, popping in.